Hi, this is Claire from Come Back Brighter. You're listening to my podcast about healing after narcissistic abuse. Welcome. Hi, this is Claire from Come Back Brighter. Now, something that I want to talk to you about is getting caught up in the narcissist games. Now, what I've what I've realized fairly recently is that this this may not be a dynamic that you're directly in at the moment, but this might have been the dynamic if you were if you when you were in contact with a narcissist. So I think what happens is we can get caught in this kind of toxic cycle with the narcissist where we do something and then they do something and we take it that that means that they care okay and and often other people can be also pulled into this okay because if the narcissist is being appealed to for support or care or attention they won't want to do that they can't do that so then what they have to do and what they seek to do is to pull other people in for the maximum amount of attention and energy. And, and it also makes them look good. So, um, and, and then what happens is the, the person, their, their target, if you like, the one that's seeking the help and support, thinks that the narcissist cares about them. Okay, so let me give you an example. So this is an example that's happened fairly recently with some some people that we were uh, kind of acquaintances with, maybe maybe going into a friendship, but didn't quite work out that way um, because there were numerous red flags that went off and we took steps to distance ourselves. So this is about a couple. okay, and we liked him, but we didn't like her so much. In fact, she she's the reason why why everything stopped as far as we concerned so so this particular chap um suffers with depression and what have you and we knew that um we were told that i think the first time we met them um and and now that strikes me as wildly inappropriate that you share that kind of um intimate information about people straight away that's that now is to, to me a bit of a red flag because normally you wait to get to know people, you get to know, make sure that you can trust them before you kind of divulge that kind of detail to people. So now that's become a red flag for me. Everything is a learning opportunity. And and what happens is this is what I believe the dynamic is. The, the, the husband is suffering with stress and depression. So he appeals to his wife for help. OK, and what he wants is help from her. What he wants is love and support and patience and understanding. But but she's not capable of giving it. She doesn't want to give it. Okay. She doesn't really care about him in all honesty. So so what she does then is she tries to draw other people in. Okay. And she knows that these other people like her husband, so they will get involved. Okay. But she's calling the shots. And this is where the problem is. It's that it's her that's calling the shots. Okay. So what happens is then if you're not careful and if you're not aware is you can be pulled into this toxic dynamic. Okay. And what that allows is what that means is that the 
the the target assumes that the narcissist cares about them because they've reached out to other people and and then if if other people respond then the narcissist gets a kind of um control rush they get a kind of ego rush because they're the ones that are controlling the situation so so the narcissist is the one that's probably preventing their target from spending time or seeing other people but yet when it suits the narcissist they will contact other people because they want to be in control they want to have the attention and energy okay and this is what i mean about the toxic dynamic and um, and the thing is when you're in it when you're in it because we do have these rose tinted glasses on with with the narcissist we love and care for them okay and this is this is the awful thing about it we love and care for them so, and what we want back from them is that love and care and support that we're putting into them but unfortunately that doesn't happen with a narcissist the narcissist is is looking for subservience they're looking for power and control over people and they're looking for attention and energy okay they don't want a mutually beneficial relationship they want to be the one that is causing calling all the shots so so this could actually this could actually have happened within your dynamic when you were in contact with a narcissist and because like i say we put these rose tinted glasses on we see this um their actions as meaning that they care about us but the truth is if you're appealing to someone if the narcissist is your partner or it's your parent or whoever it is if you're appealing to them for help and support you're asking them for help and support you if you wanted help and support from somebody else a mutual friend or another parent or a sibling or whoever gets dragged into this you would ask yourself but what the narcissist wants to do is send out a very clear message i'm in charge of this i'm controlling this situation i control your access to this person and i've decided that maybe at the moment i don't have enough attention and energy so i'm i'm going to fabricate that he's having some sort of problems or they're having some sort of problems and then that gets me the attention and energy and it's triangulating because it's not direct to the person with the problem and and there may not be a problem it's the the go between and the narcissist is controlling the communication to the outsider to the the friends or whoever it is outside but also controlling the information that's getting to their target so they can say whatever they want to be saying to their target and saying whatever they want on the other side so this is this is how the it's it's so very very clever it's so very clever and and actually i'm remembering an example from my own from my childhood when i was 14 i was bullied for a year okay and and it got round to the end of the summer holidays and I didn't know what else to do. I couldn't turn to my parents. I couldn't tell my parents what was happening. Um, so I hid, I hid in the garden and I was really upset. And when my parents found me, um, I was so upset. They asked me what was wrong and I told them that I was being bullied at school. Now, now in this case, what I was really seeking, the, the major thing that I was actually seeking in this instance was their support from them their emotional support from them 
Now, what my parents did was they, particularly my father, he came in like the, the knight in shining, shining armor to rescue the day. He told the school that I was being bullied by this girl. He got me into counseling. He got me moved classes and everything was all sorted. Okay. But it wasn't sorted. That wasn't what I wanted. What I want, what, what I really wanted was parents that I could have told this without being so afraid. Parents who I could have confided in and parents who would have emotionally supported me. Now, probably when I was 14, because I was so desperate to be thinking that my dad cared about me, I would have taken him swinging into action and going to the school and getting it all sorted out like he did as him caring about me. But the truth is, the sad truth is, in that instance, is that all he wanted to look like was the caring dad. That's all he wanted to look like was the caring dad. So instead of looking after my emotional health and making sure that I was supported at home, because I most certainly wasn't, he did all the practical stuff that made him look good to other people. But the really important thing was the support for his daughter. But he wasn't interested in any of that. So when I when I remember that whole incident, don't get me wrong, I'm grateful that he intervened and everything was sorted out by the school or between him and the school. I'm grateful for that. Don't get me wrong. But there's kind of like like an emptiness around the whole uh, incident. There's a there's a kind of lack of something around the whole incident. And that is because the thing that was most important to me was the support of my dad. That was the most important thing. And if I'd had the, the, the emotional support of either of my parents, or even better, both, both of them, I wouldn't have gone a whole year of being bullied. Because I'd gone from loving school, being happy to go to school, to crying every day, refusing to go, my mum having to force me. And at no point did she ask me why. Or no point did she ask me in a way that was conducive to me want to share with her. So when I think about that, I think of the thing that was missing, the thing that was absent and the thing that I wanted most. But the way that no doubt I looked at it when I was 14 and maybe 15 and 16 was how great it was that my dad had, had come in like the knight in shining armor and he'd rescued me. He'd saved me from the bully. But that was because it was a good thing, but that was, I could take from that he cared. But what I realize now is, I looked at it like he cared, but the truth was, if he had truly cared about me, he would have supported me emotionally through the whole thing. And not just being like, oh, well, you're talking to the counselor now and you're not in class with her, so it's all sorted. I've done my bit and walk away. Okay, so that's how you can get kind of, uh, first of all, how you can look at everything with rose-tinted glasses. You can look at your relationship with a narcissist and see it in, in a completely different way than the reality. You can look at it and think, um, oh, he did that thing, he cares, right? And that's how we take it. But, but just, ask your, just ask yourself this question, okay? What did it make him look like, him doing that? What was his, uh, you know, what, did he have to talk to people? Was, it, was there anything about uh, him doing that that made him look good to other people or her look good to other people? And I'll be willing, I'll be willing to bet you that whilst you thought it meant that they cared, they thought it looked good for their image. 
because that is all that matters to them. That is truly all that matters to them. And if you're actually in a situation at the moment where you're you're not sure, you're, you're, you feel like maybe you're being embroiled in somebody else's toxicity, somebody's dynamic that's a bit off, then I suggest you do one of two things. If you care enough about the person that's being talked about, you go direct to them, make sure that they're okay. If you care enough about them, if you're not that bothered, then let it go. Because we, we know when things are off. We know, and it's about fine tuning now to work out when things are off, when we're being dragged into something that is, has got nothing to do with us and how, how it's just being used to benefit the narcissist's image whilst it's making it look like to their target that they care. And this dynamic can go on for years. This dynamic can go on for years. I remember my father-in-law every night before he went to sleep, would thank my mother-in-law for, for everything that she'd done for him that day. Now, there was nothing that she'd done for him, specifically, just for him. Everything that she'd done was she was doing it for herself. So she was cooking for herself, he happened to eat as well. She would do his laundry, but she was doing her own laundry anyway. But he took it as she was doing all this stuff for him but that was that was no way there was no way and if anybody was doing anything for anybody specifically it was actually the other way around but she never said thank you she never appreciated it and she'd often find things to criticize about him he brought the wrong color flowers he would he was wearing the wrong clothes I remember I remember he came downstairs one day we were going out and his mother's and, and his wife said to him, my mother-in-law said to him, oh, you're not wearing that. And then turned to us and then went, oh, oh we can't wear that, can he? And we were like, he just looks like he normally does. There's nothing different or special about what he's wearing. And he had to go back upstairs and change. And interestingly, I remember my father doing the same. My mother had a new skirt and we were all going out to, for a meal to celebrate somebody's birthday. Probably not my father's birthday, probably somebody else's. And he said, oh, you're not going like that, are you? Ooh. But anyway, so that's what I want you to understand. It's, it's all very, very clever. And sometimes we can get involved in these things and we don't even realise that we're being used. We don't really understand that we're being used. So hopefully now you have a bit, bit better understanding and you will protect, protect yourself from being used. Okay, I hope this helps. If you've got any comments or questions, uh, drop them below or email me, Claire, C-L-A-R-E, comebackbrighter at gmail.com. See you next week. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,